0: Everybody and welcome to another episode of Art and Labor. I am OK Fox, um, joined by Sarah Crow.
1: Hey, what's up?
0: Um, <laughs> it's just the two of us.
1: Yeah, we're in the uh, bleakest part of the year.
0: <laughs> Debatable.
1: I, I'm, I am willing to just skip the entire December 2021. And just black out <sighs> until until January second.
0: Yeah, you wish, dude. I know. Yeah. Fucking I feeling I'm feeling very like I'm feeling like my most bitter dude. Yeah. <laughs> but keep in mind, I'm trans, nobody can get mad at me. <laughs> neither of my jobs can fire me. Um nobody can call me an incel. Bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah, I'm. I've been. I, I'm. I'm feeling a little bitter. I'm feeling a little critical, more so, so than usual. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so we we watched. Uh, we got me slightly caught up with How to by John Wilson. Yeah. And uh, so we only watched like three episodes, but the most recent one was how to become a landlord, basically, and. <laughs>
0: It can be a little. (laughs) I just think it it's it's very. Well, what I love about John Wilson is that
1: amazing show. I had never. I literally, I'm under a rock. hadn't heard of it. Yeah, so fucking good. Go watch it. But
0: uh, it's an amazing show. Um, I want to stress that a million times. Um, before people have already come for me.
1: (laughs) Well, I literally one of the funniest things I've seen. I think since I watched all of uh, all of uh fuck the Nathan show.
0: Nathan for you. Yeah.
1: Nathan. <laughs>
0: Jesus. You, you did clock like, that. It was a Nathan Fielder production before you knew that. I just, yeah,
1: I did, but I, it's cause I, it's very funny in the, in the exact same yeah. way. And uh, so I think it was the hardest I've, I've laughed at media since, since watching like all of those with my little sisters Three so years good. ago. They're so, They're so good.
0: good. I was watching those as they aired because I was a big fan of, um, John Benjamin has a van, which was a oh. very stupid. He was Nathan Fielder played like the sound guy. John Benjamin
1: is <laughs> the guy who the voice actor. Yeah. Oh God. I love He's like him. a very yeah, prolific voice actor. Um, you know, he, I think he'll just be most famous forever for Bob's burgers. But in my mind, he is coach McGurk.
0: Yes. Forever. Yes. For our, for our 30 something, zone he's coach yeah Yeah, coach
1: mcgurk bring back home movies god home movies reboot gritty gritty reboot
0: please (laughs) movie just give it a movie i'm fine with it yeah give it a movie that's fine but
1: have everyone wear um zentai suits with head the head piece missing
0: oh my god <laughs> You're, like live action, You're yeah, doing, yeah, live action, yeah, like a Netflix like, style yeah. live action yeah. where it looks like a, a fan film because it is all the ne- all the Netflix. Yes, stuff is fan films. <laughs> They're all fan films. <laughs> oh God, they were yeah, really the yeah. I mean, off remember. topic, but I mean, fucking a that we're talking about film and television, yeah, um, and productions and um, poor Bebop. Just oh, say
1: you, you poor, Never. poor thing. <laughs>
0: I don't understand people um, uh, making fun of the Ed because Ed is that annoying in the show. And uh, I can say that because I'm uh trans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <So> Once again. <laughs> FYI. The,
1: <laughs> I think they're making fun of it because it looks bad. I think the.
0: Because it is well, yeah, bad. It is, yeah. Well,
1: and also, like.
0: It gives, Ed's, it gives it power, though.
1: It's Filipino. Or something oh. that that was always my like if you're gonna have one character be white,
0: huh? It's not Ed. Clearly, that's interesting. Yeah, because because yeah, we, we know we know
1: Faye Singaporean. Yeah, never talk about Jet, but like I Jet mean, makes like, sense as
0: black. It's fine. Oh yeah,
1: and that actor is He's like American, yeah. sort of. Is yeah, the vibe. yeah, American.
0: I mean, same with Spike. Spike would be fine any race. I feel. like. I think so too. Yeah, um,
1: but maybe. Whatever. Maybe not
0: Faye and Ed. I think that kind of makes sense.
1: I think they... I I genuinely think the actors were given... They were given the dub, the American dub, and said, just if you can perfectly recreate these voices with your voice, then we're good to go.
0: Yes, and, which is a psycho thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Just make your right. own fucking movie. Just make your own movie. Just even even if movie. you're buying the property of... of again, let's get back mm-hmm. to buying property, but jesus christ if you're if you're buying the rights to something uh just make it your own who cares like the, the the one clip i saw of it was the one where i think it was um jake was saying that it it's like it's just seinfeld and i was <gasps> like wouldn't it be sick if it was just Seinfeld? that would be <laughs> <laughs> if, so, if they really like committed like fully committed to doing like in, u- in- universe can yeah. Seinfeld, yeah
1: you, well, well what i've i haven't watched it but what people have said is it gets the the tv show perfect uh big shot
0: oh which yeah i saw the, the was always the best part too in the trailer I, yeah the big shots they looked great yeah big shot great cosplay yeah excellent perfect cosplay
1: literally i was like <laughs> looking up the next man i was like look i found who i am <laughs> i'm the big shot bitch
0: oh my god but, um <laughs> Uh, oh my god! Uh, uh, I love that uh, you see yourself as like a, a a big titty bimbo. Yeah, I love that. Uh,
1: okay, all right. <laughs> Don't have to rub it in. You,
0: I think you are a beautiful bimbo, and you could get a tip job if you want to.
1: <laughs> it, you know, the real problem with uh with it is that it's all service industry, and I hate working with people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> being the beautiful titties would is get a away, get in the way job. of all your yeah.
0: handiwork that you do
1: yeah <laughs> I'd get a rash yeah um, and back any...
0: problems I'd get back problems anyway the... <laughs> got per- personal into Sarah Van <laughs> uh, back to John Wilson back um, to John <laughs> yeah it's, it's a show that I have trouble with sometimes but I truly again really love it I think it's some of the best TV in years no joke mm-hmm I just personally, this is what I was talking about online earlier today, I personally have a hard time with it because it is in Ridgewood. It is a show that is basically an advertisement for Ridgewood.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And
0: a real estate advertisement for Ridgewood. And like, Mm. you know, in in a way, I mean, not like, you know, I'm being glib.
1: Well, it's kind of like, would you call men in black an advertisement for new york
0: because yes. it's okay all right dude like every how time do you... I go? every time i go <laughs> past flushing meadows corona park i'm like those those were in men in black you guys remember they're in men in black <laughs>
1: but then like they're the spaceships it when, when what's the difference between like a love letter and a real estate ad
0: you got to be careful huh you got <laughs> I appreciate a love letter. That's why I have such trouble with it. And I have personal trouble with my relationship to Ridgewood too. Mm. It's something I see in myself. And so when I'm, when I'm critical of a show like this that I feel is so personal, it's, it's because I'm also critical of myself. And it's because I feel very close to this milieu Mm-hmm. that created this show mm-hmm. not like super close, not like they're my super buds right but i know them a lot of them um acquaintances yeah totally And i think they're great people um and i'm really I, i'm really proud to know them and i love telling people like yeah you should watch the show on hbo yeah it's in my neighborhood yeah it's great you know and they yeah. highlight all this stuff that i love yeah and i love to highlight all the stuff that i love mm-hmm. Something I think about is when I went to Japan, I um, found this amazing bookstore that I was obsessed with, and I posted some photos of it, and fucking Nick Geisen from Vice found it somehow. What? Um, and then like, and then an
1: article was born? No,
0: but I hate Vice so <laughs> much. <laughs> you just want to be invisible to that. Um, I hate when they get a hold of things um like you know say music venue and, and turn mm-hmm. it into their offices or i don't know they found
1: <laughs> out about glasslands from you
0: <laughs> this have my you glass seen lands. this place on this kent my, <laughs> this was my death by audio i found yeah. a death by audio oh, in death japan by, that's sorry yeah. no 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 you're right yeah. about all three oh okay yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally right <laughs> um But, you know, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I I gotta be careful. Like, you know.
1: Yes, I do. I do understand that. Uh, The first, uh, I worked for an artist named Antoine Catala, um, who's awesome. And uh, he was the first artist, artist I worked for. And I was his first intern. And when we were like, just like showing each other stuff, he like showed me this video of an octopus and I was like, well, do you have that faved? Because that's going to be... And he was talking how, like, we're going to, you know, do this, this, and this coming from this idea. And he was like, no, I can't. And I was like, why? Mm-hmm. He was like, because people can pay attention to what you like on YouTube mm-hmm. and know what's happening. <laughs> I was like, that's paranoid, but probably super smart.
0: If you're, like, a super high-profile person, people look at yeah. your likes 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: he wasn't, like, you know like I said I was his first intern so he he was on his way up yeah but um uh I I think about that too where a couple of people I see on a couple of people I follow on Twitter one of them claims to have started the yeehaw agenda Mm. and and talks on their Twitter about like yeah all of these white people follow me and then write articles about like my style without Mm thinking about me at all and I was like that's extremely true like
0: yeah yeah pe- it, it's yeah. weird because you got to have a certain ego to recognize when you're influencing people
1: it, yeah and you have to like and you have to be you know I follow this woman too and it's like well I have to make sure that I'm not like that <laughs> luckily uh I do nothing <laughs> except come here once a week <laughs> and and get fed and talk into a microphone
0: yeah oh we had lovely um polish treats from a place on fresh pond and good old ridgewood
1: yeah look are we
0: yeah
1: are we doing an ad yeah 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 but i can say that i'm from austin and the opposite approach does not work
0: Mm -hmm. because
1: that was the i mean fuck austin um in no, so no, many you ways can't, you can't
0: you can't go full nimby you can't go full because it, it becomes it w- well it
1: was just literally like oh you love austin don't move here
0: mm-hmm. you
1: say that to people and it's like well <laughs> that's not
0: <laughs> yeah you can't really do that and 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 the, the 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 just really earnestness the love the kindness that comes out of a show like john mm-hmm. wilson is 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 really touching and is really beautiful. And and people lack that in their lives, and and genuine like and, and you know I'm a trans, like I've said seven thousand <laughs> times already. And one one time I was on a panel here in Ridgewood, hmm. um, maybe like six, five, six years ago. Um, well, local youth org. Um, we were talking about displacement, and um, I was kind of talking on behalf of disclaimer gallery which was in right silent barn which our disclaimer talked about how we don't want to be a, of a force of gentrification in this neighborhood we want it to be open to you know people born and raised here and make it a space that highlights them specifically mm-hmm. and you know we tried <laughs> we tried yeah <laughs> um but on that panel i I didn't, at first I was like, I don't want to be the one on the panel for one thing, <laughs> even though I love, I love talking and I love giving my opinion, which is why I have a podcast and I am an <laughs> egomaniac. Um, I, what, who am I to fucking talk about this? I'm, I'm not right. from the city necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sometimes I'm like half from the city. Cause like when my parents got divorced, they got re- free- partnered in like with people who were in the city and yeah i lived at at one of their houses for a while and i i don't know it's i'm like <laughs> i have a lot of family here yeah um but i'm like i'm not i'm not from ridgewood right um and uh like it's a, it's a kind of a weird manhattan imperialist logic that happens in the outer boroughs when when kids from manhattan move to other places or kids from long island or kids from upstate new york like me where they're like it's all new york right it's all new york Um, i gotta live here yeah and and i feel that way
1: for a while like until until you (laughs) have kids no just no shame i feel that way like
0: with because my my hometown is airbnb the fuck out there's no rental there was a rental market there um and an Airbnb happened and there now there is no rental market there. Wow. Housing prices have skyrocketed post pandemic mm-hmm. to insane levels where um my friend who works for Microsoft can't buy a house there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like works for Microsoft in the education division, like which wow. is like what? Probably the fastest like growing industry post pandemic, you know, technology yeah. and education. Yeah. Can't get that's crazy um, you know this type of shit like is it affects everything it doesn't it doesn't just affect people in the in the city it, gentrification is a rural issue gentrification like and displacement is a, is just a fucked up thing that happens under capitalism because we insist on reifying the private property which shouldn't not exist
1: well i think it's it's like not necessarily I mean we have to also see it as it's a government making decision to do certain zoning laws and to right like,
0: it's bigger than us
1: trying to, you know, to fucking Austin like we're going to build a Google campus we're going to host test you know like those are very specific
0: things In that- those moments we can, we know how to band together right we know how to be like oh this Google this Amazon deal is a bad deal where all this city coalitions are going to get together and fight it
1: I mean but then I don't think. I mean, Austin was not one of those. Oh well. May, I.
0: I mean this. I mean, New yeah. York. But yeah.
1: Oh right. Yeah. When, yeah. When you, the Amazon
0: campus came. You
1: know, funny enough, um, it was either Google or Amazon. San Antonio like refused the mm. call, and because they are kind of going through the same like process that austin did and there are people there who are a little more forceful about me like we don't actually because austin sucks <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> <laughs> so good good ups on san antonio
0: <laughs> yeah austin is being very um yes in our backyard lately with tech bros it
1: i mean honestly honestly the whole time i've been alive because michael dell moved there in like the oh, i see. 90s and then you ended up with like but whatever um it's just all stupid
0: <laughs> i mean yeah but there's all these these forces that are beyond us as individuals um for sure hundred percent um uh, but I our lives really take place
1: in those same that's the kind of shitty part is yeah yeah like and
0: i want to recognize too that like when i was on this panel i i brought up that like there's no trans health care in other places, right? New York post Stonewall had all of these different orgs that like built into providing healthcare mm. to queer people, and so pe- queer people from all over the world move here to get healthcare.
1: I never even thought about it which that is way. So but that's weird. well, that's. I mean, <laughs> I guess I always just thought like, oh yeah, people people move here because there's a gay culture, or like it's just that gay culture but it it also is literal material it's
0: material yeah (laughs) and it's weird to think about um and so i don't want to knock i don't want to knock that either like and i don't want to knock people who grew up in manhattan who just want to be close to their family members you Mm -hmm. know as people age in these rent stabilized Mm -hmm. apartments i i know how difficult that is like um, to take care of them in, in these shitty fucking apartments that are falling apart. Yes, and so yeah.
1: and that was one of the things that we talked about watching this. So the last episode, as as we said earlier, it's about um, becoming a landlord, and it's that it's that this John Wilson has this very special relationship with his landlady that, like I've certainly never heard of something that close where she does his laundry she like she's a little babushka
0: and it's not uh, unheard of for Ridgewood I'll tell you that huh it's not completely unheard of for Ridgewood right yeah yeah yeah. she's
1: it definitely and so when somebody when somebody like that is staring you in the this person you watch Jeopardy with is staring you in the face and asking you to buy the building yeah buy buy my crappy building I won't charge you a ton of money for it then it's like how can you say no to that face
0: no yeah it it it, yeah i feel like i would have done the same thing Um, i wouldn't have though (laughs) i would have said no no but i (laughs) you would talk to me and i would have been like i'll do it (laughs) yeah and you can be the handy person
1: (laughs) yeah oh man i mean living (laughs) super is the dream um but
0: (laughs) no the responsibility of of fuck oh wow sorry and the responsibility of like doing all, all that, like I totally get, but that's why it's like, do it. Yeah. You do it collectively, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could go in with friends and that's like, I don't think that's something that's necessarily people's first instinct though. Yeah. And especially it's also cause, um, what if all of your friends are broke yeah. and,
0: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> or you yeah. just know they're really terrible with money.
0: Yeah a lot of people are and
1: it's that's like a great way to destroy friendships Mm -hmm. it seems like (laughs) that's like i'd had uh i'd moved in with friends before and it just all fell apart because
0: it's really tricky yeah Yeah, you yeah it is really tricky I, i i don't know i've i i don't know i feel like i i'm really frank with everybody and i'm just like if if you can't pay then we had to figure something out. Yeah. Like, which is like what we did during the pandemic when we all lost our jobs.
1: But um, I think, I think you would be able to pull it off for sure.
0: It's hard to be in a collective house. Cause yeah, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who, you know, have all the different stories and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. there is um, a lot of examples of, of collective houses that have thrived for a long time. Um, And you know, it, it, yeah, it just takes the right group. And it also, I think, yeah, I mean, maybe there's an education pr- component to it where it's like, are we gonna do this? Let's, let's read about doing this. And I mean, it's something that we've been doing on this podcast. I mean, um, uh, Hannah from like Looky Here did the whole art communes mm-hmm. like right. unit. Yeah, you know, or we really, really considered all this, and and it's you know, it's mostly bad. You know, <laughs> it's mostly um shit that did not work. Um and you know a lot of the the california ideology class that we're in um it's like a lot of the big tech stuff like and diy culture really goes hand in hand right um so it like it would have to be like meaningfully different than that but i think where we should be looking is um is community land trust and how that has worked very positively in new york Um, For many, many decades when it comes to community gardens in the East Village, for example. The reason why there are so many is because they are community land trusts. And it's like, I know you and I mostly know artists scumbags, but, you know, (laughs) we could get friends with real jobs. (laughs) And, you know, we can build community in, say, our tenant unions. Mm -hmm. And, like, that is, you know, a wide, diverse range of people who aren't just, like... Project to project, paycheck to paycheck freakos. Right. Yeah. Um, and the po- project to project, paycheck to paycheck freakos can, can do a lot of the, you know, other important things like maintenance, painting, uh, grunt other sort of grunt work that sucks. Um I don't know. Taking out the trash, cleaning, cooking. Um, all these sorts of things. There, there's a place for us to fit in. I mean, because that's something that I think makes me sad and reflective about John Wilson's show is that it's like about a s- upwardly mobile white middle class person.
1: Yeah, and so the key information that we haven't said here is that um, in order to get the mortgage, he um. Had to basically because it he was buying the entire building from this woman and and so he would have to uh rent out one of the other apartments in it in order to get the mortgage in the first place and so you get kind of I mean and that's how it probably happens for a lot of people
0: yeah yeah definitely definitely and it's like yeah it's not unique his situation is not unique at all especially for the neighborhood um you know people do that it's in okay so there's also a really important campaign going on right now called uh for for just cause evictions Mm. and uh, um right now like in places like ridgewood um where most of the buildings can't go above three stories um there's no protections for tenants Mm. in um in in smaller buildings like this yeah uh and so just cause would give similar protections to like rent stabilized um people um and make it harder to just affect people for no fucking reason Mm -hmm. um and yeah I think it's like it's really I think it was really hard to watch like certain aspects of the John Wilson show like you know, the, when the pandemic hits and he's in the food bazaar and like, I'm like, I lived that, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I literally lived that. And
1: like, you know. In that food bazaar. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And like, you know, I was at, you know, Rudy's Bakery in early March meeting with, some of my comrades, mm-hmm. you know, they would never call. I would only, I would say comrade because I'm a nerd. But, <laughs> um, and we were talking about the pandemic and saying stuff like the healthcare infrastructure is going to collapse and yeah, um, people are going to massively get evicted and die, um, and we need to. Be prepared for that and it was like an emergency meeting that we don't normally type of do and talking about building out this like figure something out and uh, you know i think it it's really amazing what the the tenants union put together like and i think it's really amazing that like i was able to organize my house into like a little rent strike and you know mm-hmm. uh, all that sort of stuff um and it's just like so it's like sometimes when i think about Ridgewood I don't have this like super sunny disposition like mm-hmm. where I'm like look at it's so nice everything is so nice and of course I do a lot of the time but... well I but also I think a lot of,
1: honestly I think part of the appeal of Ridgewood is that um you're you're gentrifying but you're gentrifying other white, white people, people. Yeah. yeah and so it doesn't like it's not <laughs> it's not as I do it's probably not as evil but like, it kind of is, though.
0: It's all... I mean, that's the um, thing. I, I feel like it kind of is. Because, you know, and it's very erasing of the Latino population yeah, that's here, that's, that's growing. The, right. Um, that are, like, you know, represented in the, you know, say, quote-unquote, lice-filled fucking laundromat. Yeah. You don't think that's racially charged a little bit? You Wait, know?
1: no. I thought she said that the machine had... The, the machine of the building had life.
0: no no no, oh, no she no. was saying she was saying don't go to the laundromat i'm going to do your laundry because the laundromat has lies.
1: oh my god rude no oh my god no
0: right evil i mean that's the thing about the that's why ladies. i'm
1: saying fuck polish people don't worry about them <laughs> like
0: <laughs> oh my god I don't know I, you can't i mean well she could be Russian. yeah no
1: then that would be
0: just... some sort of eastern european
1: yeah some sort of babushka
0: yeah, but it's like you know, I had a babushka little landlord like that. Uh, she was Puerto Rican, but she's very, very similar. And like you know, I'd often go downstairs and help her with stuff. And mm-hmm. you know, she never raised my my rent. I mean, maybe one time, but it wasn't. It was mostly her daughter that raised the rent. Great. But like, oh no, 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 it was her. The daughter was nicer. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> confusing. <laughs>
1: That's the problem. Sometimes, like I, we're um we're getting a new roommate in my apartment and we were trying to kind of explain our landlord to this new person and it's like well so we have to pay in cash but we have receipts and then also it's like there's definitely a big language barrier um but he also like i texted him about uh like fixing some drywall in the ceiling or whatever and he was like i'll be there tomorrow and yeah, and it, and he's just a guy yeah. and but and they raise our rent every lease by whatever yeah. percent they can yeah. um but like i've considered I, I don't think i would buy my building just because it he <laughs> he has diy every single thing yeah, in yeah. that house yeah. which i respect i have a lot of respect for him
0: but yeah, yeah that's like my old house i was like i because i knew part of me knew like we could push this to the end, we could do it we could we could put our feet firmly in the ground and stay here and if And if I had committed to that, we would have gotten like you know eighteen nineteen months rent, something like that, um yeah, instead of three, yeah, um, but it's also like, yeah, then I would still have to be there and it's it's kind of falling apart, and yeah, um you know, now I have this beautiful place, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That is, feels unreal but
1: right and i think that part of the um part of part of it in the show is there's kind of this um like because the house is actually fucked and gets flooded and stuff it's kind mm-hmm. of seen as like well here's the it's hard to be a landlord and uh, like don't worry i'm i'm buying a building and being a landlord but it sucks. So it's okay. I don't and it's not I wonder, really saying I wonder how that. I wonder like, how
0: it'll play out. I wonder how it'll play out throughout the season or I have,
1: Yeah, I mean, who was the guy, the waves guy? Who was a <laughs> Waves guy? was a landlord and or no, it was Hannibal. Hannibal Bureas. Oh Hannibal Buress. Yeah. yeah, no, no the way you're right about There the waves is the guy, waves though. guy though. Yeah, yeah he like yeah. W- had an Instagram falling out with someone or something, but oh, um,
0: musician. There's a bunch of musician landlords out there for sure. I mean,
1: no, I think that's like a yeah. super common thing yeah, for artists totally. because like if you have them, cause it's the easiest way to make money because mm-hmm. it's all a scam.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, you just, you just patch it. You just do a little quick fixes. Yeah. You do, di- not- you do yeah. a little DIY and, um, and, yeah.
1: and the, it's, it's all run
0: on speculation. It's so continual it's like, growth. Yeah, continual and as long growth. as you
1: get in during a collapse, yeah, then you're ready for the next bubble. I mean, yeah. that's what really happened. And I think last year, you
0: know, I, yeah, and so I put off, I put off watching this right away because I knew it would be triggering, and I didn't anticipate <laughs> that it would be even more fucking triggering because they uh, interview the Quikivic guys. Yeah. Which is like this the evil company. Scum of the earth. Scum of the earth. Yeah. And, deserve a bullet, frankly. <laughs> just in general, just mail it, you know, as a cake. Or, Get the wall. You know, um, just in parody and jest in yeah. a video game. But yeah. <laughs> um, they, you know, they just like help landlords evict tenants. So they're just mm-hmm. a bunch of thugs and scumbags and Big. And also
1: tenants. That was the, that was the great, was like... The like tenant was working
0: for them. <laughs> oh, damn. New York is full of that shit, though. Yeah. And it's so fucking annoying. Like, God. Okay, so, the, yeah, they have, like, signs all over Ridgewood. And, and so, of course, like, when my roommates and I were on rent strike, um, one of them parked in front of our house very threateningly.
1: Really. Oh, uh, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. And... They couldn't do anything because legally mm-hmm. um, they couldn't. But, you know, they they did send the landlord's son to our apartment, who is a doctor of internal medicine working with COVID patients during the pandemic. <laughs> which is like, <laughs> you guys are fucking geniuses, huh? That's, Thanks, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Clever. <laughs> like, dude, you're a doctor. Why are you coming down my door? Yeah. I'm sorry because is... he wants money and it's I... like, <laughs> that's the, <laughs> yeah, go fucking ask the fucking state yeah. department because it's things are collapsing. You know, yeah. we got lost our jobs. Like, yeah. I don't know what you want with me. Yeah. We're waiting for unemployment to come in. We wouldn't. And we yeah. applied for unemployment late or no, early April. It didn't mm-hmm. come till mid June. So. Jesus. Yeah. So that's wow. on fucking the state collapsing. Not us. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you know what, what they did was totally illegal. You know what these companies do, are is fucked up. All these people are scumbags. I mean, landlords are scumbags. Yeah, like, and I think it's fine to have some sort of like collective fee situation where you know everybody's paying some fair price or whatever and i i'm sure that's what's going on with the john wilson house um and that's you know i have a lot of friends who are in similar situations
1: well and it's kind of like the tom hall like it's not as bad as the tom holland post where um he's -hmm. the he's the kid new kid spiderman um And he made some Instagram posts or, like, was interviewed in some magazine and was saying, like, yeah, I have this, I have this, like, fantasy of, like, buying a building and then renting all the places out for super cheap under market to artists or, you know, to people. And it's like, you don't even see what's going on there, guy. (laughs) Tom. (laughs) like I get the law I get the logic that you're going through but it's I think it's because like uh, like when we were watching it I didn't think about community land trust I just thought of it in terms of like are you going to take on this building or not and yeah it's it's just not really part of it's not it's a lot of artists
0: don't want to root in a place they don't Yes, they, there's they also that. See themselves as transitory. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of young people in general feel that way. They don't, right? Yeah, you know, like to me, I got involved in housing stuff because I was like, no, I love it here. Yeah, and I want to stay. And if I could, I would commit. If I could sign a thirty-year lease, yeah, I would sign a thirty-year lease. Yeah, you know, like if I, if I could afford a house, I would buy a house. Mm-hmm type of thing but it's also like yeah like like that would not be a hard decision for me um if I I mm -hmm. could afford it but I'm also not working towards like that as a goal in my life to be able to do that right
1: I mean I've I've definitely thought like something that I would enjoy doing I don't think I could ever do it but I would really love to do the process of flipping houses not like the buying and then but i would love to completely renovate a you just a like place and yeah. work, yeah i mean but it and it's also that it would be like different all the time and you would have an opportunity to like make a very unsafe home into a safe home and you could like rip out all the ugly tile that people put in their bathrooms and put on good tile like
0: i'm saying you'd be useful in the in the collective home yes. for sure and like, yeah, and that's and that's the thing. It's not about like just renting it under. I think it's like, I I I feel like, what it, it it should things should be treated more as collective endeavors and mm-hmm. not individual ones in in general. Like it it shouldn't be about like, I love flipping homes because I love this huge check I get when I do it. Right. Yeah. It, it should it should be about I'm proud to help my fellow person. Yeah. And. <coughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes! yes uh well i so i watched a video about this extremely depressing um i think it's like on a you know roku version of hgtv or something but it's it's a it's a show about people um flipping properties specifically just turn them into airbnbs and like here are the it's things dumb. you yeah here are the things you can do to like Make something feel luxurious without actually costing anything, and like just total blinders, no, no vision, yeah. And, and that's the reality we live in, and people get like so. What I was thinking a lot about watching this show was um, the compartmentalization aspect that most people have to do in order to kind of scrape by, mm-hmm. and how and he, he talks about that specifically about compartmentalizing those roles of being a landlord and being a person. It is a
0: little ventriloquist. Right. Dummy yeah. Guy.
1: It's the <laughs> 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 but I've been thinking in general about compartmentalization and that um there's this like famous study that was done on uh people with depression and it basically was you sat in a chair and looked at a light bulb then you had a switch and uh it was going on and off and you were flipping on and off the switch and then at the end of it they have you know they have the control group Mm -hmm. and then they have a group of people diagnosed with clinical depression and they were asking did you have control over whether the light turned on or not with the switch? And the control group was more likely to say, yes, I had control. The depressed group was more likely to say, no, I didn't have control. And the depressed people were right. They had absolutely no control. And so there's an idea that like, uh, oh, like depressed people are better at like seeing the reality of a situation and that can get really stupid that's like basically what all of melancholia is about yeah it was between a conversation between (laughs) Lars von Trier and Kirsten Dunst talking about like you know I think depressed people actually handle situations better than... like sometimes anyway but the <laughs> like uh, anyway
0: the decision to have another drink they handle it <clears throat> <that> better yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh and uh but but I have been thinking this is my real wild crazy take is um I kind of believe in that so hard I'm kind of at the point where I think like that the the that the unconscious is something that humans had to evolve. That's the new addition instead of the conscious. Wow. And because like, hmm.
0: <sighs> well, it's easier to, to compartmentalize, right? Like the compartmentalization mm-hmm. is like a tool that we have to it's, make things hurt yeah. less. It,
1: and it's, completely necessary to the normal human experience that's i think the real like you have to be able to that's what resilience is you know you yeah. have to compartmentalize and you have to be oh, able to you know, set aside i was going you know? to say because mm-hmm. i
0: think my position is an immensely privileged position mm-hmm. because i have this safe i've talked about something podcast before but i have this safety net Mm-hmm. I could go live in a basement upstate mm-hmm. if I really fucking need to, mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of the things I do is because I have that safety net. Now I think a lot of people become landlords because they don't they have, don't yeah. have that mm-hmm. safety net totally, and yeah. and so they they take that and but you know that upward mobility um, is a new class position. Mm-hmm. And it changes your relationship with the police and it changes Mm -hmm. your relationship with the state. And, um, it's just something to be aware of if we're going to try to like pretend that we are building some sort of revolutionary left movement. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Laughable. I know, but yeah,
0: it's something that this people in that production, people in, in this neighborhood, people think a lot about and participate in, a lot as mm-hmm. a social mechanism more so than an actual political organization. But,
1: well, I mean, I, and that was, that was the case a hundred years ago too, where a lot of the, or 150 years ago when all of these writers were kind of just able to, although that was just, I think more common in general, <laughs> you just, if you're like, when did Van Gogh die? Like, but he was basically just taken from his brother's his entire life. Oh yeah. I, yeah. And, uh, but you know, obviously like Marx and angles. Marx was just like <laughs> super cool <laughs> and <laughs> couch surfing a lot. Um, But like Lennon, yeah. I think Lennon came from wrist. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I don't think he was aristocrats cause his brother was robbing banks, but who knows?
0: I mean, angles was the, the rich one.
1: Oh uh, yeah. Later than I know. Well, whatever. Let's not talk. Let's not,
0: God, th- no, I'm not prepared <laughs> to do history,
1: but it's, it's mainly that I, I think a certain amount of dissociation, certain amount of compartmentalization is completely necessary in order to be a functioning human being. And it means that you have to totally lie to yourself about your reality constantly and that's not i'm not trying to be like doomer on this um it's but but that was the thing that needed to happen in order to have this big brain that we evolved that i think was <laughs> the trade off no i really do i think like <laughs> the ability to observe reality um is something that like reality can really suck and i this is where it does get doomer where i think that like we as a species self-selected um wow we continue to self-select for people less likely to kill themselves (laughs) and and you have to uh you have to start building up all of these barriers around your consciousness and
0: well yeah yeah that makes sense
1: yeah and it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's the sa- it's the same reason people, you know, develop a lot of different dissociative um, disorders.
0: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring up dissociative disorders mm-hmm. or like, you know, being trans like I or think, OCD. I think yeah. I think like. Wait, what's being trans? I think. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> well, there's a lot of like trans people talk about dis- dissociation. Oh, like, feel okay. Feel dissociated from my body. Right. Feel like. It, it, I don't necessarily get dissociative. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I could, uh, I could see that though. Yeah. But I get, I get being scared of people because you yeah. know, I'm not Yeah. like there is something where I'm like this type of person. Uh, probably doesn't understand what I'm, what I am, mm-hmm. what my deal is. So I just keep this distance and so i relate to people who have social issues issues talking with people issues like relating to people people like john wilson do what people like john wilson i oh. know, who have like this oh. kind of like barrier in between yeah. mediating his relationships in certain ways yeah um and and it is so wholesome when he finds people uh, and and connects with them and and you watch it happen on the show
1: but it can be evil too because I like um, like
0: <laughs> not that he's evil. He's
1: that, that, <laughs> that Orwell <laughs> has that thing about Woody Allen and it's about this like self-deprecating mm-hmm. um ego that there's like a massive ego involved in being yes. socially anxious um, and I I, as I you know I've had elements of that but it's the same thing. Yeah. Like with depression, it's, it's a very self-centered. Cause it
0: doesn't John Wilson. Cause yeah. oh, we were bringing this up off. Like yeah. doesn't John Wilson feel like he's a, a New York neurotic guy without all the baggage of the right. other New York neurotic guys. That might be not giving him enough credit, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's very, his art is very unique. His art is awesome. Mm-hmm. It's innovative and fun. And like, you know, it's a beautiful show. It really is. It's one of the best yeah. shows, but that's why it's so deserving of a, a serious reflective conversation like this. Right. And like, um, good writing about it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and not just like, I mean, I think it sucks. Cause we do live in, we, we do live in a culture where it's like, if we don't like heap huge amount of praise and, uh, and up, up everybody, like that could be like like you know people are in the mindset of like oh well I want them to get season 3 so right <laughs> and I want them to get season 3 yeah I want it to be on t- television forever yeah I will I will join the John Wilson Patreon <laughs> if it gets canceled from <laughs> fucking Patreon. Oh, I would pay for would 100% pay for another season um, 100% oh. Yeah, that's I I mean that I I'm just like I think good art deserves um good analysis and critical thought
1: hopefully that's what we're doing
0: I don't know <laughs> I think I think I've, but the, I but I I wanted to do this episode because I feel so personally connected mm-hmm. you know um I I know of. I've 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 met John Wilson like four or five like like he comes into the store right and, you know he's he's really really nice um and
1: but this is something that happens to 30 year olds in New York. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's the real, that's the real issue. It's that like, we're at the age um, where people are starting to, like, people are starting to put on those blinders and mm. have to kind of confront, like, I got to get my shit together. Mm-hmm. And part of that is home ownership part of that is getting married part of that is is like not uh, or or just like not renting anymore at least like having or i'm i yeah. I would really like to have my own place you know that's my kind of like i no, need to get I my eat. shit together and i th- i think sometimes i think sometimes it's because you can't answer there's pressure to do those things right always yeah. but there's also no real alternative to them
0: right right right, right and
1: right. even in new york
0: no absolutely yeah that's what's so and that's what's sad to me that's yeah it's depressing to me because you
1: don't want to continue living in a punk house like past because if you live in a punk house past age 30 you have to literally have a blackboard with rules written on it
0: it's yeah you got to be the enforcer
1: yeah and so or and it's like there's You
0: gotta <laughs> crack the whip dude i love doing it i was good and i was good in the i'm good in any collector yeah. house because i will com- write down com- the rules i will confront yeah. i will confront people i don't like writing down the rules and shit
1: but i think that's the like old like people. when i have seen the you know the 30 plus punk houses once you get above four people it's it's just chaos and
0: <laughs> well people you need a lot of space like it's like the ones that I feel like are really successful are not in New York, like ones and, and that and that they have like, they tra- can transition people in and out and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And I don't know, like I like dirt palace comes to mind for me, but I have, also right. have lo- I have a lot of criticism of, of dirt palace. Oh. Um, <laughs> i will not get into it right now, okay. but uh, I think they're really great for the most part. Um, and there's,
1: if, if it's the same one, I, I, Visited the last time I was in Providence. Um, I would suggest not having an OSB board fold folding over the hot plates. I don't know if they've gotten to that in no, the five years. No, they have a real years. kitchen. They have a real kitchen. Okay, all right. This was yeah, maybe yeah. a different place. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, this was this. It's like that's the other thing with 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 it. The, it's it's got a lot of space. <laughs> yeah. Huge, huge rooms. Huge kitchen huge studios but plural. you're
1: you're getting you're getting nerve damage working at the magic the gathering card <laughs> store yeah <laughs> which was what has happening to friend of the pod mimi chernowski <laughs> oh god but then then
0: then she became a tattoo artist and then she became, yeah yeah it's like and and you know you become a, a owner operator small owner operator transition into that into some way um that seems to be like the the way to survive this Mm -hmm. shit world because otherwise you're fucking dead dude and it sucks to die
1: yeah your body can only (laughs) handle so much discomfort
0: but yeah i don't know like there's cool stuff happening like like other other folks in providence bench bench press they have like yeah. a membership run print shop yeah that like i feel like is completely sustainable you know like it's not impossible to have like a membership model that's sustainable like um
1: but what <sighs> what if you don't want to deal with that because the other mm. thing most people hate the thing most people hate most is meetings.
0: Uh, people really do hate meetings. Um, meetings that should have been an email. Um, uh, I love meetings. meetings. <laughs> it's a, I, it's, yeah. I don't, I don't know how to. I don't know how to. I have solve the people hate meetings. Yeah, problem.
1: I have. I have come I around to meetings. I know how. Yeah,
0: the way you have to make them as comfortable as possible. That's true. You have to. Yeah. Instead of it, it's a meeting we have food it's comfortable um you're smoking weed that's fine yes <laughs> you can smoke here um <laughs> you can you can you can you can drink but afterwards yeah afterwards go, yeah um <laughs> the- <laughs>
1: Yeah, I. But it's also it's, well, it's. I mean, it's
0: like 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 AA, which is like something mm. that Lucia brings been bringing up as like a possible potential model for things. AA always right. has snacks. It always, yeah,
1: well, I think one of the things about <laughs> AA is that it also is extremely different depending on which AA oh, group true. you're in.
0: And that's true yeah. of like DSA branches. That's mm-hmm. true of like you know, any of these stuff.
1: large self organizing. Yeah, it's really decentralized.
0: Hard. It, 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 there's always going to be problems and shit but i've i think that's why you know transitioning leadership is important yeah you know um f- the tr- you know everybody try the different responsibilities like yeah. you know i think that's like a huge part of like communist thinking that kind of gets glossed over in practice um like even if i'm not like a handy worker mm-hmm. i think like if i was in a collective house with you it would be important for me to understand what you do yeah and and there there should be like share sessions where it's like you know every meeting somebody's highlighted and like what are you working on and how does it and what is your what's is your issues right now mm-hmm. or what like teach us how to teach us how to do something or... <laughs> let's learn to solder yeah dude yeah dude like how are we supposed to understand fully like how to keep things running like If we don't all understand, like, you know, like, I, I'm, yeah, I'm getting, I'm I'm getting into (laughs) utopian, um, running a perfect commune world. It's impossible under capitalism. I'll say that much. It's
1: impossible under capitalism. And it's also, um, uh, the, the big thing to remember is that in my personal opinion, Humans are not inherently good or bad. They are inherently trying to do the easiest thing they think is there. The easiest option, according to them.
0: how do we get everyone to treat their shit like craft? Because then they want, (laughs) then they take pride in it. In in being in a CLT? Or. (laughs) If you were the handy person in the CLT, what would it take for you to be like, I gotta look at this house that I live in. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be for like one of his sons and and it's beautiful and he's a construction worker yeah and he my landlord's a construction worker and he did a beautiful fucking job
1: it's a great apartment
0: um and it's you know there's cheap materials whatever it's not like he's using like the highest quality shit but he did a fucking good job
1: no it's solid yeah
0: yeah and you know that's more than i can say for most fucking ridgewood apartments to be honest i mean there's some really nice ones um that i've seen but um, you know the, you know even even the, you know of course people know this but the 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 ones that are branded luxury are shit. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, like, they're disgusting. Toilets
1: just a pipe to nowhere.
0: <laughs> um, so nobody's really taking pride in this type of work. Nobody's you know, every everybody's no. everybody's going yeah. the easiest way. So if it, but if it was something that you were to. to to really endeavor on and really take seriously. I think it would require like people who would take a lot of pride in, in every aspect of, of doing it. And I think like, um, something like silent barn was getting close to there at some Mm -hmm. point. Um, but you know, they were beholden to a landlord. They were beholden to, um, having to be a landlord because the landlord, because of the way the lease was written, like the landlord wasn't liable for like anything. Nice. Um, (laughs) cool. Uh, yeah, you know, this read your lease yeah. guys. <laughs> it's it's tough. It, it, it I'm not saying it's like easy. I'm and yeah. I know it's like I don't want to sound like a um a hater and I don't think we did um uh we're not haters. We're lovers. lovers. Yeah. I'm a huge fucking lo- I literally love my enemies. I've said that on the podcast before. <laughs> truly truly do. I'm just um,
1: actually a really nice person. <laughs> um, I don't I'm know if you know that. About, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm,
0: the, n- I'm the
1: kind <laughs> of person who.
0: I am mean and gossipy yeah. and um, honest, um, but I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: should all try to be more like that. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> it's like
0: weird. This weird, like, critical brain that we learn in art school right that we learn how to be critical
1: I don't even know if I learned it there I think I learned it in in reading groups unfortunately um well maybe a little bit um have a good critique sesh at Cooper Union they can be okay they also could be like brutal in a in a I mean that's the case for every art school though my,
0: my like, one, like, kind of mentor teacher who taught me critique was a Cooper guy.
1: Yeah. I think, like, I didn't, I didn't really get it until I was in my last year there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I probably, <laughs> I'd say, like, my last, like, two years. Yeah. Ca- uh, kind of, but mostly last, day. well, I, you know.
1: I didn't know why we were, re- like, it took me until that long to realize that it's like, oh, wait a minute, we're all supposed to be helping each other. Mm-hmm because it was very competitive um there was no like and there was no real system of actually like there were no external ways to to show that competitiveness but Mm -hmm. um you know it it just it was a bunch of people who were like the art kid at their high school or one of the five art kids at a school in Miami (laughs) and the (laughs) Right, and they well then they they were like forged in fire so they came to i just remember the first fucking crit there i was like oh, fuck like oh fuck everybody's actually trying as hard as possible right now in the first week of school and then i didn't understand until until, until my last years i was like oh we're supposed to be helping each I was other such a, I, was,
0: I was such a fucking serious little asshole that i was like nobody's taking this seriously yeah, and I was like really mad until I met that one teacher and that everybody was like, don't take a class with him. He's mean. And I'm like, that's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we definitely had at least one teacher. I remember telling us that we should be meaner to each other because when she went to Cooper wow. in the 90s. They were even meaner to each other.
0: I don't think it, but the thing is, like, you know, good critique is not, it's not really it's mean. It's not mean.
1: That's the thing. You're you're literally, I keep repeating it, but you're yeah. literally there to help each other. You're supposed yeah. to be trying to get, like, if you're in a crit and, uh, and you're looking at someone else's work, you're trying to help them make the next piece of work.
0: And that's my perspective with everything. And I yeah. want to, like, emphasize, like, you know, I really was in Ridgewood during the worst of COVID mm-hmm. and when the sirens were every hour and when people I knew were d- dying and when people, you know, I couldn't bring myself to go to a, a, a funeral cause I was so scared of getting mm-hmm. sick, you know? And when like, you know, do, f- fucking trying to f- figure out with all these other people also trying to figure out what we how to do this what how do we do this and fucking Mm -hmm. up and people getting mad (laughs) that things weren't going smoothly or yeah and it's like well we don't know what we're fucking doing we've never done something like this before um and how and it you know i think there's a lot of pride in what the tenants union accomplished um during the pandemic but i have so so much regret it sucks, yeah, because I feel like I did everything i i i could have i couldn't i i and I still have so much regret, right, and it's like I just don't it's hard for me to have this little um it's yeah it's hard for me to to be in like yeah total like good humor when it comes to housing in this neighborhood when you know at least five of our houseless neighbors, like, were killed or, you know, killed by the Mm -hmm. weather or killed in fights or, like, you know, probably okayed by the cops in some way, I I imagine, you know, like, uh, here in Ridgewood, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's, like, I, yeah, yeah, so it's, like, it's a strange thing, I mean, like, you know, the other thing I think about is, like, the type of press that, like, stuff like community fridges have been getting. and Right. I mean, we've talked about it on the, the podcast a little bit, but it's, like, um, it's, like, this whole thing about, look, everybody came together, and, you know, and it's, like, we all had to come together because, like, the... We live in a failed state. We live in a yeah. failed state, yeah. and, like, there's all this inequality, and we know who the targets are, and... At the very least, we can agree on who the, the, the real targets are. So why aren't we organizing to do anything about these real targets?
1: I mean, I've been, like, thinking about what, um, like, they're, they're, uh, how am I going to say this? It's, I think it, in some ways, you have to be focusing on something very small while, understanding that it has to add up to a larger uh you know revolutionary independent working class party um and that that's the solution not your community fridge and not that like people who run community fridges are the first to know Mm -hmm. that it's the world is not gonna but but it's i don't think the opposite works either where you have absolutely everybody just uh writing articles about like why the DSA sucks
0: right 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 in and just, in having a critical podcast about and ha-
1: yeah like having about- a critical po- like <laughs> having a critical podcast is probably not the the best use of our abilities but <laughs> here it is guys
0: i would love i would love shit to to fucking function better. I, I I would love other people to to read some of the shit that I read or understand the 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 way I see things. And so that's like my hope for being critical on podcast is yeah. it's in the service of this larger um movement for towards international socialism. Well, way. and
1: I think artists are often um a little tunnel visioned by the fact that you have to do, you have to put 110% of yourself into art in order to make it work as a career, especially even
0: if you just want to be making good art and uh, you can. So you make those devil deals all the time. Yeah. You make the devil deals all the time and it's completely understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but when the, when the devil deals get, so weirdly close with like media companies like vice that are arms of the of imperialist propaganda Mm -hmm. like literally and it's like like (laughs) kind of recognize that like that's what it is that's like what you're a part of when like people who who are good writers that work for vice or whatever it's like you know i think it's it's good they you know they have like vice unions and stuff like that I think people have this like very um, defeatist um, take on unions that I've noticed yeah. in, in my my thread of studying unions. It's something I do seriously, mm-hmm. so nobody fucking come for me. But um, I think that people are like, well, a union's not going to help you change the political orientation of. Right. And I'm like, I I disagree. Yeah,
1: I actually, I also disagree. Um, But it it like... It could if you have the will to do it. Well, you have to have a super aggressive union that is um, in some way understanding that the goal is actually to completely take over production. That's right. That's right. (laughs) That piece is definitely missing from like the vast majority of unions.
0: Yeah, because people get stuck in the defeatist mindset of um legal shit
1: no it's that they don't want to go to more meetings well and that's that's the thing we're raised to also not want to go <laughs>
0: people don't like meetings oh, so what, you got okay. right. but
1: as somebody who absolutely hated meetings and i've kind of like come around not like i don't enjoy them necessarily but um i i think that if you go to enough then you can start to feel why they're necessary I guess and uh and that you can definitely feel when there are not enough meetings happening (laughs) because shit goes sideways and you don't even know why yeah Um,
0: yeah I it's it's tough I yeah so maybe another role of of artists who feel like nothing they do matters and I, I just hate the nihilism the defeatism that that run in 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 these strains the lack of imagination like um just sort of like accepting Mm -hmm. things as they are um is a huge problem to me um and so it's like yeah if we don't want more meetings to solve that then we need to make um meetings good (laughs) we just got to figure out how to make meetings good
1: yeah my other like weird theory i've been working on is that like so many smart capable artists are being funneled into just making kids shows
0: word yeah
1: and it's because there is a, an inherently a, there is a larger market if you can convince adult audiences that a kids show is intellectually nourishing mm-hmm. i think maybe that's how i said it
0: mm-hmm. to
1: myself maybe on Twitter, but the, um, like that, that is just like a market share kind of thing. And we're, I, <laughs> I don't, I'm just kind of tired of people talking about kids shows. Is like, actually they're talking about some really dark stuff. And it's like, no, they're not.
0: <laughs> kids shows is like teachers to me. It's like, yeah. it's like how there's so many radicals who are teachers. Yeah, they they're like, yeah, I'll just,
1: but y- you are so limited in what yeah. you can tell a child's. Yeah,
0: it's it's really, it's a tricky line, but it's like, yeah, you know, cool educational projects, um, media projects, um, are great. Um, I think all of that is great. I think everyone's doing a great job. Uh, Like, like that's like something I was emphasizing on, on Twitter when I was like talking about how I was nervous to watch this episode. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I, I don't think they're like, I wouldn't like recommend that John Wilson do stuff differently. Really? Right. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah. I think his art, um, is great documentary work.
1: Well, it okay. It's the way that I watched, um, I watched Pan's Labyrinth again for the first time in whenever I saw it in theaters, like 2005 or something. And, um, I had this like moment at the end where... <laughs> where this horrible part of me now exists where it's like you know um (laughs) you're really ending this on the note that monarchy is good
0: (laughs) i haven't watched it in a while
1: (laughs) (laughs) like like you have this setting of um Mm -hmm. of post-war spain or like the very end of the spanish civil war and they don't get into i mean they call them the red sorry they don't they call them just the reds that's the good guys right and it's you know it's the communists it's the anarchists it's whoever um mm-hmm. and and the fascists are the bad guys and uh <laughs> but i was watching it and you're like great yes commies good fascist bad and <laughs> and again it's kind of a kid's movie not really though but it's it's like there's an opportunity there to um uh there's an opportunity to make something more nuanced and interesting, and I do think that literally the the whole fantasy aspect of it was, it's this little girl who, uh, wants to be a princess, and and at the end she,
0: <laughs> she's not watched it in years. I don't at remember.
1: the end she becomes one. That's good, <laughs> and uh, and it's like well, like. Hate myself i was thinking like well what if actually
0: <laughs> what if you were a good princess
1: what if it wasn't about prince <laughs> what if it wasn't about princesses at all like what if, like oh
0: god oh fuck
1: i'm oh god i hate oh it's okay <laughs> what
0: you safe here nobody listens to the end
1: what if you had a fey folk situation Ooh. that was non-hierarchical as Ooh. the fantasy setting. I'm ready to put put on a spit to uh, burn in hell now.
0: Dude, you need to watch. <laughs> Doc Future and me both recommended this manga called um, Michiru. What the fuck? That's one of their names. I can't remember their names. Mm. It's It's their two names and their little tiny people who live in like a a bookchin-esque nodal economy (laughs) society where everything is like a beautiful craftsmanship and um and it just sort of like you know like one of them works in like the carpenters union and one of them like works as like an artisan baker and like they sell their little wares at the market and
1: (laughs) i know why like i know why guillermo del toro uses like this uses monarchy in this way because it's not it's actually not real she's not a princess she's dead Mm -hmm. spoilers Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. fans laugh she eats shit and then like uh and and he has a certain obsession with the like the highs and lows and the extremes of uh of fairy tales in particular and he's great he's great but i i do feel like okay well as artists we have an opportunity to just push it a little like and it's don't like you can still
0: i feel like he's pushing it as much as he can in his big hollywood
1: the way he Shit. feels it because uh, I, I yeah. imagine that it was probably very difficult for them to even put in a line that specifically called them called the good guys, the reds, you know?
0: Yeah, I think that it, might it, have been, I mean, it's, it's, it's because tussle. of hustle. Yeah. He's, he's definitely got a, a better grounding than most Hollywood people. Yeah. And it, it's just like, yeah, maybe I'm giving him, I don't know. Like, cause I'm also thinking about, um,
1: the devil's backbone.
0: Well, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about how he owns three oh. houses, and one of the houses is just like full of little kaiju yeah. figures that he's yeah. like hoarding in his little house.
1: Do you remember, <laughs> this is real like end of the pod, bottom yeah. of the barrel. Do you remember meeting my cousin like five years ago when she was in town? Yeah, I gave she,
0: her a piece of my art.
1: She, she has an enormous kaiju sleeve. That rocks. Yeah. Casey... Big ups to Casey. Also, that's really cool. Yeah, shout. I mean, out I, love a to my <laughs> I love a collector. I, I love a collector. I do it. also like that he has. Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a collector. I collect all sorts of fucking nonsense. It's true. <laughs> if I had a, if I had three houses, I'd fill it with shit. Are you kidding me? Oh, so much shit. But yeah, I'd also fill it with people that need homes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, and but it's like the. But like literally one of the things in order to keep that money in order to keep the gravy train rolling Mm. involves denying that to people is one of the issues that people kind of maybe don't anticipate because it's it's not just like because it it would make your friends uncomfortable to because it confronts something
0: no it has yeah, to it, it it have to be in this like more communal situation mm-hmm. where people feel like it's fair it has to be fair <laughs> i don't know it has to be fair i mean it'll never be fair under capitalism but that's why it's a constant negotiation and a constant fucking meeting
1: and we have 10 years to get it together guys and
0: we got a lot of fucking struggle sessions ahead of us and we got to make them fun we could have music and dancing Ugh. um well i guess for the nerds who hate that stuff um
1: we'll have a scrapbooking corner yeah god where we can make anime journals
0: you don't have to dance god how do you guys deal how do, they, how do people deal? I mean, God, I don't know. It's
1: just too much work to explain that I have extremely specific and snobby music tastes, and so I just say I don't like music.
0: You've got to have your own DJ session, collective DJing. Um, we switch the music every meeting. Um, there's no particular cultural dominance. Um, we try to di- be diverse in our arts and oh God, we'll figure out meetings eventually all
1: right let's have fun fuck you guys <laughs>
0: <laughs> fuck off have your own fucking meeting
1: i don't mean that we love you i'm just in a very vulnerable
0: state right now <laughs> i think we did good but yeah i don't know so support us on patreon if oh you god like our show um <laughs> i i don't anticipate living off this show but if i did like i've said many times i um i would find a way to to make some sort of collective art thing
1: would you guys like stickers let us know
0: i mean that's easy enough
1: (laughs) what are other content you're interested in People,
0: um, what are some other physical media? Yeah, what you do people enjoy? want? Just tell us what you, what just, you want. Just tell us <laughs> what tell you, us want, what you us. want. We'll fucking do we'll it. Just, like, like, you just critique us. Someone record a podcast. I challenge someone who's listening this far to record their own podcast critiquing our podcast. And what, what could we do to make whatever the fuck we talked about make more sense and be more appealing? God, probably a lot. I bet you can think of a lot of things. Well, good luck. uh i don't know how i feel about this one all right anyway sorry <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry guys. Guys. it's okay we already said let's have fun yeah
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> we've
0: let did- it fun. fun it's fine let's have fun let's have fun let's have fun lots of fun